0: hello word nerds welcome to another episode of the dictionary that's what it is it is this podcast this thing where i am reading this book and i am just also telling you my thoughts about the things um, that uh, just they, they just come to mind as i go and who we we don't know what where it's going to go what's going to happen who knows but we're all going to have fun and enjoy it um because it's it's gonna it's just not gonna last forever it's gonna end someday um, and let's just have fun in the moment. Okay, the first word is cross of Lorraine. Three words. Lorraine has a capital L. L O R R A I N E. And uh, we if we look at our cross illustration from a handful of episodes ago. Number three was Patriarchal or Cross of Lorraine. And then number five was also called Cross of Lorraine. Um, so yeah, that's what we're talking about, probably. So, Cross of Lorraine, circa 1889. Doesn't say whether it's a noun or anything. It is a cross with two crossbars, the lower one of which is longer than the upper one and intersects the upright below its center. Uh, It is also the synonym patriarchal cross, which we said. Okay, so uh, yes, what they said is exactly right. There's two crossbars. The lower one is uh, longer than the upper one. But, so here's the difference between three and five. Number three, this is the one that's Patriarchal or Cross of Lorraine. The longer of these two crossbeams, the lower one is pretty much right in the center. But for number five, it is pretty far down near the bottom. So that is how and why they are different. I mean, why they're different, I don't know. But that's how they're different. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do a sound effect. I don't remember if I did this. I know that I said that I would maybe do it in a future one, but I don't know if I ever did it. So we're just going to do it here. And then maybe it's the second time I did it. It is... It's kind of like a... a, uh, I was about to say a chipmunk. No, a cricket. Next word. How do we say this? It is... Crossopterygian. Crossopterygian is a great word. Uh, It is spelled Uh, C-R-O-S-S-O-P-T-E-R-Y-G-I-A-N. I got it out. So I would urge you to pause this and see if you can figure out maybe what it means or what part of it means... Crossopterygian Crossopterygian Okay? Pause it now. And we're back. So this is a noun from 1861. Oh, by the way, uh I forgot Cross of Lorraine, it is from Lorraine, France. That's all it tells me. So the French people love that type of cross. Okay, back to Crossopterygian, noun from 1861. Any of a subclass, crossopterygiae, of bony fishes as a coelacanth that have paired fins suggesting limbs, just suggest them, that may be ancestral to the terrestrial vertebrates and that are mostly extinct. And then it is called also lobe fin. Uh, Okay, crossopterygian is also an adjective. Uh, These are old fish. They're bony fishes. They have these paired fins that kind of seems like possibly limbs. Uh, Maybe they're an early ancestor right just right before uh, they came out of the water. So, uh, yeah, crossopterygian. What does the etymology have to say? Uh, Let's see. Should we do this backwards? There's more information at the word feather. Um, the word, the Greek word pateron, which means wing, is in there. Uh, let's see. You know what? I don't know if I like this whole backwards etymology thing. We're gonna go back to the beginning of it. Um, so the yes, the subclass name is Crossopterygii from Greek crossoi, which means fringe, plus pterigian. Which means wing or fin, so it's a uh, a fringed fin. I think is what that's the, what what it means. Crossoi and pterygian is fringed wing or fringed fin, but in this case it's more likely a fin than a wing. But it is interesting that the the Greek word pteron, however you want to say it, I mean it means wing. But it can be also used for fin. This was news to me. I think that is it for crossopterygian. (sighs) Next is crossover. One word, first form, noun from 1884. One, it is the number two A definition for the word crossing, which was in yesterday's episode. Two, An instance or product of genetic crossing over. And yeah, crossing over again was in yesterday's episode. Three, a voter registered as a member of one political party who votes in the primary of the other party. They're crossing the lines, they're crossing over the political lines. Because they like the person on the other side more than the people who are on their side. Which, you know, the, why we've got this two-party system here in America. And the fact that we label ourselves these things anyway in the first place is just kind of weird. But that's what we do. But clearly, you can go vote for other people if you want. Vote for whoever you want. Just vote. Just do it. It's not that hard. Can we make voting day a national holiday? Please? That, that should have been done hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Uh, Alright, so number four for crossover. A broadening of the popular appeal of an artist that is often the result of a change of the artist's medium or style. Whoa, they changed it up. Also, an artist or artistic work that has achieved a crossover. Uh, By the way, an example of an artist, one of these artists could be a musician. Maybe it's a country musician who has crossed over into rock music or pop music or opera music. But that would be a crossover. What sort of crossover can I do? Five, an instance of breaking into another category. Well, if I made this a sports podcast, podcast then i would be crossing over into another podcast category but right now we are in the whatever this is the education world the sort of maybe comedy world but it's more education than anything else i think number six a basketball maneuver in which a player dribbles the ball quickly from one hand to the other wow that sounds that sounds hard just pass the ball From one hand to your other hand? By dribbling? That's a crossover. (laughs) Next is the second form of crossover adjective from 1893. One, having two pieces that cross, especially one over the other. Well, how else would they cross? Uh, As in, a crossover vest. Number two, it is the number one definition for the word critical, as in, the crossover point. At that point, you have crossed over from being not critical to being critical. The point of no return, the point where things happen. (whistles) Next is crossover, but this one is two words, so it's not technically the third form of crossover. Um, verb, intransitive verb from 1973, to reach a broader audience by a change of medium or style, as in a country singer crossing over to the pop charts. It's, uh, it's pretty much what we just talked about before. Didn't even know we were going to see that example. It's good when you can cross over into new things. You, you, you gain a bigger fan base. Um, yeah. Yeah. Next is cross ownership. Two words with a hyphen noun from 1969. Single ownership of two or more related businesses. Uh, where's the end of the parentheses? Okay, let's try it again. Single ownership of two or more related businesses that allows the owner to control competition. Whoa. And examples of these uh, businesses could be a newspaper and a television station. So if somebody owns both of those things, uh, they, they, ha- they have a cross ownership. Uh, they own these things that allow them to control the competition and that's that's leading into monopoly territory, isn't it? Next is cross patch. One word noun from circa seventeen hundred. Hmm, and it's just the number two definition for the word grouch. Oscar the gr the, the cross patch? What is this cross patch that's a grouch. I don't know. I never heard it before. Okay. We're just going to move on. It is cross piece. One word. Piece is spelled P-I-E-C-E. Like a piece of pie. Noun from 1706. A horizontal member uh, as of a structure. So there's a structure and it has a piece that goes horizontally And so that would be a cross piece. That's literally what it is. A piece that it just crosses across. That's all it is. Does it have meaning? Does it have a purpose? Yes, probably. More than likely, it is a structural piece in the structure. Next is cross-pollinate. Two words with a hyphen. Transitive verb from circa 1900. To subject to cross-pollination. If you, are, if you do cross-pollinate, if you cross-pollinate a thing, you are subjecting it to cross-pollination, which is our next word. Cross-pollination. Two words with a hyphen. Noun from 1882. One. The transfer of pollen from one flower to the stigma ...of another. Insects do this. Bees do this. Everybody... Um, ...yeah, they go and they go sit on a flower... ...and they gather up some stuff. They get some food. The pollen from the flower gets all sticky-sticky... ...onto their butts and legs. They fly to another one. Some of the pollen falls off. The pollen does its thing. The flowers, they reproduce... Somehow, I still don't understand it. They make more flowers. So they are getting pollinated, cross-pollination. And uh, yeah, the bees are cross-pollinating the things. Number two, we have the number two definition for cross-fertilization, which was at the end of the episode two episodes ago. Uh, Oh, we have an example here. Cross-pollination of fantasy and realism. Mmm, that sounds like a, a fun place to be. Fantasy and realism. What does that look like? Partially realistic? Partially fantastical. <whistles> Next is cross-product. Two words, noun from 1929. One, the synonym is Vector product. Two, either of the two products obtained by multiplying the two means or the two extremes of a proportion. Uh, okay, either of the two products. So, products, uh, this is um, when you multiply two things, you get a product. That is what happens. So, either of the two products obtained by multiplying the two means, those would be like the averages. When you multiply the two averages of two sets of numbers, you get the cross product, I guess. Or you are multiplying the two extremes of a proportion. And then that is the cross product. The math people are digging it. (whistles) Got to put some effort into it. Next is cross-purpose. Two words, hyphen, noun, 1668. A purpose usually unintentionally contrary to another purpose of oneself or of someone or something else. We shall read that again. A purpose usually unintentionally contrary to another purpose of oneself or or of someone or something else. And this is usually used in plural, as in, the two were always working at cross purposes. Uh, Just trying to understand this in my head. Purpose, usually, uh, whatever. I don't want to take up your time. So, moving on to the next one, cross-question two words hyphen uh noun from circa 1694 a question asked in cross-examination that's when the lawyer talks to the person up on the thing and they they cross-examine him uh, they cross-examine them with a cross-question cross-question is also a transitive verb Next is cross reaction two words with a hyphen noun from 1946. Reaction of one antigen with antibodies developed against another antigen. Cross react is an intransitive verb. Cross reactive is an adjective. And cross react. How? Cross reactivity. That is a noun. There was more to that word than I first suspected. Next. It is cross-refer. Cross-refer. R-E-F-E-R. Two words with a hyphen. Uh, It's a verb from 1879 starting with transitive. To refer a reader by a notation or direction from one place to another as in a book, list, or catalog. So it is some sort of marking that tells the reader of whatever they're reading to go to another part of the thing that they're reading for some reason. Why would you do this? Would it be for a footnote? If you put a little star or a number and then it refers you to a footnote or maybe something in the appendix, would that be a cross-refer, or that's the action of cross-referring, possibly? Well, we can maybe give you a little bit more information because our next and last word, it is the first form of cross-reference. And we're going to see the second form tomorrow. So, cross-reference two words with a hyphen, noun from 1834, a notation or direction at one place, as in a book or filing system, to pertinent information at another place. Um, Yeah, I think like the appendix of a book or table of contents or something else, uh, that is where the pertinent information, maybe it's a glossary. Um, But then, yeah, there's some sort of notation or thing that says, go look in this other part for more information. Cross-reference. Okay, so we had today, cross of Lorraine, crossopterygian, crossover, crossover, cross-over, cross-ownership, cross-patch, cross-piece, cross-pollinate, cross-pollination, cross-product, cross-purpose, cross-question, cross-reaction, cross-refer, and cross-reference. I think, ooh, well, yeah, I shall pick crossopterygian because it's just a great, great word. And, uh, you know, The old fishes, the old fishes are the old fishes, and that's what they are. And uh, some are extinct, but not all of them. Some have come back. We didn't even know that they were not extinct. Crossopterygion, hey, how you doing? Crossopterygion, hey. That's all I got for you today. Thank you very much for listening, and until next time, this is Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye.